Welcome to the Tippis Podcast. As global warming proceeds, tipping points in the Earth's system could lead to abrupt, irreversible changes to the climate. Like jokers in a game of cards, these climatic points of no return might change global conditions abruptly in ways hard to predict. Though climate tipping thus might be the most severe consequence of the current global warming, the phenomenon, however, has had little attention up until now in the reports of the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. You, Thomas Stocker from the University of Bern in Switzerland, would like to change that. You aim to have a specific chapter on tipping points in the upcoming assessment report by the IPCC, the seventh, that is. Will you please tell us more about the background for this idea and why you find it relevant and important to implement tipping in the assessment reports now and how you hope to raise the attention on tipping points, not only in the public, but also in the work of the IPCC and politicians? Thank you very much, Hendrik, for this question. Tipping points are indeed very important. As we know, they have happened in the past. We have ample evidence from the paleoclimatic record that tipping points uh, occurred uh, several times during the last ice age and often probably also during warm phases, although the evidence there is really scant. In the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, surprises or irreversible changes, sometimes called tipping points, have been addressed several times, but never in a coordinated way. They were in some chapters scattered, and one may say today there is not really a consensus among the scientists how to address tipping points, what they really are, what their physical and mathematical characteristics are, and how they manifest themselves in the climate system. We would like to change that by proposing a special report by the IPCC on tipping points and their consequences for habitability and resources in the seventh cycle, which should start around 2023. Yes, but why would that help uh, on uh, the uh, understanding of tipping points to to have this uh, uh, put into the assessment reports? The way how IPCC works is that scientists are given the responsibility to write chapters on specific topics, for example, on climate models and their fidelity to reproduce past and uh, current climate and climate changes. In doing so, the scientists sit down and find a consensus by looking through the literature and thinking hard about uh, those things that agree and other things that do not agree in the literature. In having that debate and dialogue among uh, controversial views, we have the experience of the past 30 years of IPCC work that this crystallizes a consensus. Such a consensus we would like to achieve on the topic of tipping points. I give you a concrete example. Extreme events. About 10 years ago in the scientific literature, extreme events were something new. We did not have good records of past Um, uh, abrupt events, past extreme events, and IPCC then commissioned a special report on extreme events. That report has not only 
broader consensus about the importance of extreme events, but also it has accelerated the research into them. And now, about eight years later, we have in front of us the latest assessment report of the IPCC, which has lots of information on um, extreme events. Okay, so it's it's really a way of you might say focusing research on the uh, on a subject, and here it's uh, the um, risk that tipping points might change climate abruptly during the current emissions of CO two. That's correct. Uh, we first of all focused the scientists on coming up with, after a long debate and discussions, with a consensus and identify those issues where no consensus has yet been found. And in doing so, we are accelerating indirectly research on this topic. Why would you think that that's important right now? You, might, you, might, you must have lacked this kind of focus on tipping points early on. Well, IPCC reports require a minimum amount of scientific literature. And about 10 years ago, when the notion tipping point uh, emerged in the scientific literature, there were only a few papers on it. Uh, the radar screen was not open, if you wish, uh, both in the past and in the present for these types of events. But now, in 2021, the literature has grown considerably with better paleoclimatic records, a higher resolution information, not only in the physical climate system, but also in the biogeochemical cycles, for example, the carbon cycle. And that information, uh, it, I, I think, is now mature to be assessed through a um, process by the IPCC uh, that is initiated through a special report. Do you think that we could maybe get the same results if we are not uh, having uh, uh, this uh, scientific focus on tipping points in the IPCC reports? Or do you think it's it's absolutely necessary to to get you you know uh, politicians and the public as such uh, uh, aware enough about this uh, risk? The advantage of a special report is that its content is co-designed with the governments. Um, as we know, tipping points have entered not only the government's attention, but also uh, wide public attention. Um, many times the media report on tipping points, but it, I believe that uh, currently there is a, a quite a considerable amount of confusion uh, whether or not we have crossed the tipping point, whether we are fast approaching a tipping point or whether there is a tipping point at all. And in having a special report whose content is co-designed with the governments, really focuses the attention of the governments, the scientists and the public alike on that very topic. Another advantage of having a special report is that you can organize your report in different chapters. Uh, for example, looking at the mechanisms of tipping points, looking at the impacts of tipping points on ecosystems, for example, or asking the question, what does a tipping point has as a consequence in economy, in the access of resources? And this interdisciplinary combination of topics into one special report on that particular uh, theme uh, is a great opportunity for 
um, uh, the public and uh, the governments to find clarity where possible on this contentious issue of tipping points. I would think that um, avoiding tipping, climate tipping or tipping points in the climate system, the means that you have to use to avoid those are probably the same means as you have to use to just avoid climate change at all. So is, the, is it because of the urgency you think that we need to also focus on this? You're absolutely right. It uh, adds another layer of urgency. As much as the carbon budget in the 2013 report of the IPCC has quantified the urgency of emissions reductions to reach the Paris targets, um, this uh, special report focusing on the danger and the impacts of tipping points uh, adds another layer of urgency, which I believe is really necessary. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do this? Are you going? Are, are you? What kind of actions are you taking to try and have a special chapter on tipping points in the seventh uh, assessment report? I'm very much aware that this is extremely difficult because you have to convince uh, the governments that they um, essentially say yes, this is important, and we would like to invest. Uh, one of the possibly three tickets that IPCC has for uh, special reports in the next assessment cycle on tipping points. However, I believe that we have a very strong case because tipping points are something potentially dangerous. It's a potentially dangerous development of anthropogenic climate change that such a special report would be uh, clearly warranted because it will provide more and better more detailed information on where we stand and what our options are. Tips. The TIPIS project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under grant agreement number 820970.